This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, Tuesday podcast for you. It is getting chilly out there. Really cold day. But what are you going to do? It is December. Al Dukes, what's up? It is what it is, Jerry. It's December. We haven't gotten any snow yet, so I'll take that as a win. I agree. I totally agree. The, the more days we go to get to the beginning of the new year without snow, a win. Because once we turn to January, you kind of expect it, and then you can see the end. Yeah, January, February is the really the months that suck. Those are the two. By December, is still not terrible yet. January, February, blow. And then you move on March. Even March isn't great, but you think it's supposed to be great, but you know it's right around the corner. So right. that's the way you look at it. So right now, we're still in a good part of the year. Understood. Jerry, I was uh, looking at a couple of things, a couple uh, things related to things we talk about things. Uh, Howard Stern has signed a five-year deal I to remain this. at Sirius XM. Yeah, I did see this. And I saw How content for an additional couple of years, too. What does that mean? I don't know. It was a five-year deal to do shows and seven mm-hmm. years of creative content. Oh, okay. So um, I know he's he owns all of his archives. All of, so, so maybe it's does, does he ever play stuff from the nineties? Uh, not as much because uh, he's the new Howard now, and he's not offensive Howard like he was back in the day. So Got it. I don't think he. I think uh, they're afraid to play that content now. I will tell you, I did hear a couple months ago they were rerunning clips of uh, the Stallone mom, Jackie yeah. Stallone. Is that oh her yeah, name? she used to go on years and years. Whoa, ago. that was like on real radio. Yeah, real radio. Oh my god, <laughs> that's <was> pretty wild. <laughs> they also have the pre-delay feed that they're using so i don't know that all whatever you heard of all that made it on the actual air on the radio i'm sure it probably didn't but i would think some did because she never stopped (laughs) but any any of the stuff from years ago and not even that long ago um that gets played i'm I'm sure is heavily edited that they go through it and take out chunks of things that people may find offensive now because it's not just language it's 
names you would call people, jokes. Sure. There's a lot of things that don't fly anymore. So Yeah, no, I hear you. Although I still hear, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yes. Right. There's still stuff there that you go, huh, that sounds interesting in today's world. It is some run, though, like him and, and Robin. Him, Robin, Fred, and Baba Booey. That's fa- it's absolutely fascinating. Even the other day, he was going over like the old lineups at WABC or WNBC. Sorry, WNBC. And it's like they were there. I just it's crazy to me. Right? That's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, I think they got there in 1983 or 1984. And he's 66, and he looks outstanding. Yeah, and then so a five-year deal. He was he going to be 71? 71. Damn, damn, yeah. Jerry. I know. I think about it's it's nuts. It really Good is. News for everybody who works on the show, though, they got five. They got five more years to figure out their post Howard world. That means we got at least eleven more years of Boomer. He signed an eleven year deal. That's awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. We got to get Boomer to seventy one because that would get me through. How about this thought? Okay. That would get me through. No joke. Joseph out of college. How many years would we need? Eleven. <laughs> Ooh, 11 gets me to to uh, retirement. Perfect. There you go. There's right? the deal. <laughs> 11 would get me to 63. Or, oh yeah, 62. God. 62, oh 63. God. Perfect. That is, I can't even I can't wow, even I can retire in 11, saying that. I can retire in 12 years? Yeah. Well, I mean, That's you're awesome. kind of retired now, but <laughs> yes. Wow. I know. Bizarre. Absolutely yeah. bizarre. Oh, man. I can't wait to retirement. That's going to be the biggest party of my life. Is it? Will it? You won't be sad. Put them up. Put them up. I oh, have I say no that now. I'm like, I, I'm like all those people. Of course, then you'll be sad. I have no interest in not working. Yeah. Unless I'm playing golf every day. Become a golf pro. Well, I mean, that ship has sailed. But, I mean, to be able to play every day. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. But I don't know. I just, I, I like the idea of working. I don't, it doesn't, I don't know. Like I you even think this sounds ridiculous, Al. This sounds mm-hmm. crazy. But there are there are days I sit there and say I should go get a part time job. For the afternoon? Yeah. Like when my kids are at school or they're not around or my wife's out and I'm sitting home like, what am I doing with myself? Like, let's yeah, go I do be, something. Let's go make some cash. Yeah. And I think, would it be weird if I started driving? And I always talk right. about that. Right. I'm like, well, I can't do it full time and I'm not gonna go pick up people. I mean, that seems ridiculous, but it's just, I don't want to say kill time. I hate when we do that because I feel like many of us, and understandably so because of what's happened with the with the virus, I feel like we've all just wished time away. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I have learned this year is that <laughs> it comes a lot faster than you ever expected, and when it's gone, it's gone. And I said, like, I don't want to waste the time away. I want to take advantage of the time. Right. But sitting and doing nothing and just laying around the house is not productive. That's not enrichment to you. No, it doesn't do anything. Like I don't, I don't have interest in that. And I think, would it be weird if I went and worked at like Lowe's? <laughs> oh, there's like, Jerry Recco in the lumber department. Like twelve hours a week. Yeah. Like I want to learn a skill. I've always told you this. I want to learn a skill. Yes, that I agree. Like, I, why don't we work in the afternoons with a plumber? Like I, right? I would like to actually learn electricity. I'd like to be an electrician. Okay. Why can't I go learn that and then do that part time my own business? You could. I could. I don't know that I'm going. And I like cutting grass. I do. I love Ooh. riding the tractor and cutting grass. Mm-hmm. But then what do I do in the winter? Right. Shovel snow, though we're not getting snow. Well, well, I don't want to. I'm not interested in that. I might call Matt the plumber at Belmar Plumbing. He uh, did all my stuff in here. I might uh, see if I could apprentice with him. I'm sure you In the could. afternoons. You could follow along every day. Now, I know. Ele- to, so to become an electrician, 
Are there tests you have to pass? I don't know. Me neither. Not, you might have to be certified somewhere, so maybe there is something. Right. I guess I could be a handyman, though, and I could offer my Ooh, ha- Jerry's skills. handyman service. Right. Of course, the only thing I could do is paint and electricity. Mm-hmm. But I would like to do that. Cause what if you like, became a painter, a house painter? You love painting. I do like painting. I don't want to paint the outside. Right. Inside house painting. I do enjoy painting. It's quiet. It's you just left alone. It's meditative. Listen to music. Yes. Sometimes think too much, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I do like painting. But I don't, you know, the problem with painting is it takes a long time. And, I, you know, I have time to kill, but I don't have, you know, 12 hours a day to kill. So I can't right. take too big of a job. Right, or you oh. have to be like, I can, I, I can do this job for you, but it's going to take me a couple of weeks because I'm only coming over in the afternoon. But I'll slash the price of the competition. <laughs> Undercutters, painters. <laughs> Jerry will undercut. <laughs> we'll funny. undercut all the competition. Yeah, I got to think about that. I got to figure something out to, to kill some time. Not right. kill some time, to have productive time. Productive time, right. You're not looking to kill time because life is short, Jerry. Yeah, and then you're dead. Right, just like a cat being run over by a car oh, or something. Oh, I, oh, so happy you brought that up. Thank you. So we started this by talking about Howard Stern. Yes, Howard Stern. The other day he was talking about how when your time is up, do you? He was asking Robin if he thinks there's an afterlife, and she said no. And he goes, "So you think that's it? Like we're just like an ant that gets stepped on and it's over?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Come on, say the cat, say the cat." <laughs> He didn't. He went with an ant. He went with an animal, but he did right. not say the cat. He loves the cats. That's why he would never mention a dead cat. I know. Well, so do I, but it just came out. Right. Oh, and another thing happened. Oh, oh. You know, I've had dead squirrels. We've had that In issue. Pools. Yesterday I went outside. I had to take the batting cage down because it's getting cold. And even Joseph, the last couple of days, because he, he goes in every day he hits. And the last four or five days, he hasn't at all. I'm like, you know what? It's 30 degrees. I think we're done with this for a few months. Let me get the net back in the shed, and then I'll put it back up in in April or March or whatever. Go outside. Dead bunny got tangled in the net and clearly froze to death overnight. Oh, no. I felt terrible. Big bunny, too. terrible. Yeah, and it ruined my net because I had to cut it out. Ooh. I mean, it was tangled. What'd you do with it? Um, I, what do you mean? Like, you took a frozen bunny. Yeah. And put it where? In the garbage. Hmm. In a bag. In a bag? Yes. All right, that's fair. What would you have done? Probably a similar thing. Yes. I mean, I thought about it. I wasn't going to bury it in the backyard. It was a big Actually, I may have thrown it in the woods for a fox to eat. I don't know. Although I don't know know if they eat dead rabbits or they need to have a fresh kill, these foxes. Well, the ones around here. This was pretty fresh. Mm, Like, it wasn't frozen. What I'm saying is, I think it froze to death. Because it was stuck in the netting. I do, because it sure wasn't, it wasn't there the day alive? before. What's that? Are you sure it wasn't still alive? Uh, it was not alive. No, it, it was, was no. It was limp. Hmm. Not alive. Got it. So, yes. All right. We did a lot, Jerry, this morning talking about boxing amongst the staff, uh, Evan boxing Geo, that sort of thing. And it brought me back to my Ron and Fez big-ass night of fights uh, days. <laughs> that was the name of it? Big-ass night of fights, yeah, where we fought. Uh, I fought three different times. My last fight was a good one. I, I lasted eight rounds. Um, so I would be interested in watching people boxing. It's really helpful if the person you're boxing doesn't take any lessons, and you do. Yes, you kick their ass. Yeah, because they're going to go headhunting the whole time, swinging at your head. You duck it, boom, pop them in the ribs. 
then they got nothing behind their punches. It's good strategy. So I probably uh, become Gio's boxing coach if that goes. Oh, I like that. Just to give him some tips and pointers. Yeah, let's go. One, two, one, two, two, three. Let's go. One, two, three, four. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen because we're in coronavirus times, but it's it's fun to talk about. I agree it's not going to happen. It should. I don't think it's going to happen. Me neither. I don't think so either. Jerry, let me give you a uh, song recommendation. It's a little weird in the beginning, but the the chorus hook is very good. Did you write this? I did not write this. Okay. This is a song by The Bleachers, a New Jersey band, uh, and they got Bruce Springsteen to sing back up on a song called Chinatown. Okay. Oh, it's terrific, Jerry. Really terrific. And this guy from the Bleachers, Jack Antonoff is his name. He's uh, produced stuff for uh, Taylor Swift, Dixie Chicks. Like He's done a lot of hit music that you're aware of, but you don't know that he's involved with it. Okay. But good stuff. Chinatown by the Bleachers. I will check it out. Mm-hmm. The ble- I never heard of the Bleachers. Yeah, I did. I heard of them briefly, but I don't know much about them. Okay, but that's it. I had t- I tweeted out a YouTube link yesterday. Oh, okay. It's stuck in my head. And where did you find it? You just terrific. You well, just I'm came a, across this. Or you're a no, Bleacher like fan? you know, no. I'm one of these Bruce Springsteen people who I'm always up on Bruce Springsteen news. So when okay. I hear Bruce Springsteen's involved in something, right, I get alerted, Jerry. Got it. So and as soon as it. I get as I got alerted, I first listened to it. I was like, I don't know what this is. It was one of those weird sounding songs in the beginning, right? And then I listened to it. I was like, you know what? I like this. And then yesterday I was humming it all along. Look then at I you. Went, then I went to YouTube to see if anyone did a tutorial so I could figure it out on the piano. But and you couldn't. Someone did a tutorial, but they talked way too much. I was like, I don't know what's this guy saying. Right. Shut Just up give and me play. This stuff. Yeah. And if I may uh, let people know, be careful with these uh, Christmas trees when you're bringing in new Christmas trees. Like I fresh. Don't, I don't do new Christmas trees. I'll me pass. neither. No, but thanks. I keep seeing all these stories about people finding things in their Christmas trees. Yeah, like rodents. Uh, rodents, like squirrels, like you mentioned, the, the squirrel situation. I saw bugs. Bugs. I saw in. I saw two stories from Australia. One had a koala bear in it. Come on. Yeah. Wow. And one had a snake in it. Yeah, okay. I bet that happens in Arizona. Uh, I'm sure it does. In right? Florida, I doubt yeah. does not. Texas, that stuff doesn't surprise me. Yeah. We have, you know what's so funny? We have the same Christmas tree. So when I was a kid, I would say even 14, 15, every, every Christmas time, I'd go up into the attic with my dad and my brother, and we would take the Christmas tree down piece by piece, and I'll never forget them. Like, oh, where did you get this thing? Because it was old. I'm like, oh, it was, you know, it, was, it was our grandparents. You know, It was my parents' parents and our grandparents. I'm like, my God, you kept the Christmas tree this long? I'm like, well, why not? It looks When it's put together, it looks good, and it did. And then so when Kim and I got married, it was, are we getting a fake tree, a real tree? And I said, listen. I honestly have no interest in a real tree. They're messy. You got to water them. You got to get rid of them. I'm like, There's can we pine look at needles everywhere? Yeah. Can we look at the fake tree? She goes, absolutely. So we went to a place called Branch Brook on Route 36 in, I guess it's, I guess it still has it. I'm not sure. And we bought a Christmas tree, a fake Christmas tree that came with a free carry bag as well. Nice. Do you know it's 2020? We still have that Christmas tree and it still looks brand new. It's still your yearly Christmas tree. It's outstanding. Like you it know, is your such a worth. nice tree. Yes, we. It was like two hundred bucks, maybe not even, maybe one fifty. I forget what it was. It wasn't even that much. And yeah, it's Gina, such a nice tree. Gina keeps bugging me to get a tree for in here, but I don't. I don't know. I'm not a big tree guy, Jerry. Get a short one. 
I guess that's what she said. Get a short tree and put it on like the end table. Yeah, a little Small four foot tree. tree. I'm afraid my dog's gonna pee on it. She if it's on the table, on. I don't think she'll pee on it. And if it's fake, she won't pee on it. The real, like, if I got a, brought a real tree in here, she might smell it. Oh, she wants you to get a real tree. Um, I no, I don't. I don't think it matters to. Oh, it. okay. Yeah, I would say go get a go get a little fake tree, mm-hmm. and every year you got yourself a Christmas tree. All right. And then at least down you're in some, my basement. Have you put any Christmas stuff out? I haven't. I sometimes I do in the past, and sometimes I don't. What? Sometimes what, what I decorate. Th- sometimes I don't. It's December eighth. What are yeah. we thinking? Mm, not yet. Not, not I'm yet. Not feeling, what are you going to wait until Christmas Eve? Not, yeah, Christmas Eve. I'm going <laughs> to go crazy. It's funny. Now, what I want those lights that work with the app, I and mean, you can change the colors on them. Those. Are oh, cool. that seems cool. Oh, very cool, Jerry. That's right up your alley. The coolest. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. That Which was right tomorrow, up. I'm out tomorrow, so. What? You know that. Come on now. I forgot. I have a bunch of days coming up. I'm out. So it's me and CeeLo tomorrow. Is this what you're telling me? This is what I'm telling you. All right. Well, then me and CeeLo will break down Cowboys. Rave. Are you doing Cowboy game tonight? No. Rutgers-Syracuse at oh. 9. I don't think it starts like 9.35 tonight. Who does your cowboy? Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not actually sure who is doing the pre and post game. I'm no not sure. I, me. I just asked if they could cover me, and they said no problem. Yeah. So remember, they were supposed to play last night at five. That was supposed to be the right. five o'clock game, and that kind of screwed me. And you know, a week before, you can't. So yes, Rutgers Syracuse. You say Rutgers Syracuse. You is got that it. in Syracuse? Uh, no, it's at Rutgers. At Rutgers. All right, Correct. Jerry. Well, we'll see you then on Thursday. Enjoy, Al. All right, warm up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. No guests, no calls, and no real content. All right, here we go. It's Tuesday morning, 5.03 on the fan. The warm-up show for about an hour or so. I'm in New York City with the Eddie Scazzeri. And down in Bradley Beach, New Jersey, is Albert Larry Dukes. What's up, Al? Good morning, Oh, hi. Al. Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. I had my uh, button down, Jerry. Yes. Nice to I hear am, your voice. I am here in Bradley Beach with Whimsy. It's just a man and his dog, Jerry. That's all we got. Now, I did watch some of this Washington Steelers game. I watched last the whole night, thing. And this really ticked me off as I'm now, you know, rooting for the Giants, even though I grew up a Cowboy fan, Jerry. It's they still good. have the tiebreaker. Is that right? Okay, so. <laughs> they beat them twice. All right. Listen, I'm just looking out because I'm very nervous. Uh, They're still in first place. I hear Craig all afternoon yesterday saying, uh, unfortunately, the Giants are going to lose to the Cardinals on Sunday. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to pencil in a loss for that. The Giants have everything in their own hands. Go win your games and they'll be NFC East champions. So I'm looking here at the uh, standings, Jerry, and I'm on NFL.com this time, not Google, which screwed me over the last time, you'll recall. Yes, uh, I see the Giants at five and seven. I see the Washington football team at five and seven, and the other teams are three eight and one and three and eight. Three eight and one and three and eight. Cowboys soon to be four and eight after beating the Ravens tonight. So you're saying, Jerry, that if the okay, so exactly, so then the Cowboys step a game closer if they could beat the Ravens. I'm not counting the Eagles anymore; they're a disaster. Agreed. 
the Giants. Um, so you're saying if the Giants win out, they're NFC's champs. There's no but question if they about lose it. even one game, they're gonna need help. Well, if Washington wins out, yeah. You think Washington's, Washington's winning out? I don't. <laughs> Jerry, let me take a quick look here, if you don't mind me googling. Let me look at Washington's full schedule. Because I can tell here. you this: as good as Washington played play. last night, and yeah. defensively they played very well. The Steelers lost that game last night because they were afraid to use their kicker because their kicker was hurt and they had this backup kid in there. And so they don't kick a field goal when they should have late in the game. They lost the game because they couldn't score from the one-yard line. You know, to me, Pittsburgh didn't play great. Washington, God bless them, they played well defensively. But, I mean, Pittsburgh did everything they could to give them the game last night. And they were up 14 nothing. So they, they were. got they got outscored, Jerry, if I may take a look. They got outscored then 23-3. Uh, 23-3 exactly. Yep. And this Alex Smith, this guy really wants this comeback player of the year award. How can you not root for Alex Smith? I root for him, Jerry, unless he's playing the Giants. Yeah, I'm a oh, you're not Giants a Giants fan. Shut up. No, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, it so, makes me sick when you say that. So Washington, Jerry, they go to the 49ers. Yep, not easy. They play the Seahawks. I feel like everyone's playing Not the easy. Seahawks. Well, because the NFC East is playing that division. And then the Jets have the Seahawks also. It's so confusing. That's These true, Seahawks too. are playing everybody. Yep. I don't know how many games the Seahawks are playing this year. It feels like 30. Yep. And then Washington finishes up at uh, at home versus the Panthers. Not easy. Not easy. Well, and they play we are... the Eagles too, don't they? I did not see that on the list. Well, you only gave me three games. How many are left, Jerry? Four. <sighs> Jerry, I'm telling you, I'm going to go to NFL.com headquarters. And yeah, Washington, Philadelphia, January 3rd. I only say that because I know the Cowboys play the Giants the final weekend, and the final weekend are all division games. You're right. You're right, Jerry. There it is at Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Now. None of those four are easy. Right. They'll still step up. They'll slip up once. They better slip up. The Giants have Cardinals, of course, uh, home. Uh, they're home against the Browns. Yep. Then they also play the Ravens, Jerry. Yep. And then they finish up with the Dallas Cowboys. If the Giants win their last four games, they are division champions. That's it. It's on them. Well, they're going to lose one of those. Why? Minimum. Why? I don't know. 2020, y'all. <laughs> Same reason why the Washington football team beat the undefeated Steelers last night. Yeah, well, you know That's what? That's why they play Washington's the defenses, they are very good. There's yeah. That front, their front four, that Montez sweat guy, God, yeah. he's all over the place. He was He's sweating all over the place, Jerry. Chase Young. I mean, they're good. Bostic, really good. And it, you know yeah. what's so funny about watching the game? I don't, I don't know how much you watched of it, but I watched. I was a little invested in last night's game. I think that's it's fair to right. say. I was. So I watched uh, every every snap. Yeah. And Burkhart is there at Moose Johnson. And uh, he goes at one point, uh, um, he's, he's talking about all the deflected passes and the drop passes. And he's like, at some point. Washington's going to get one of these. And while it wasn't a drop, it was a batted ball high in the air. Wouldn't you know, that's what basically sealed Pittsburgh's fate. Right. The batted ball in the air. The batted ball pickoff. I turned the game on, um, and it was 14-10 Pittsburgh. Yeah, now you mentioned 14 nothing. Yeah. The, I thought the biggest part of that game was the drive Washington had right before the half mm-hmm. because they could do literally nothing offensively against Pittsburgh defense. And then all of a sudden... Bing, bang, boom, not you're pregnant, but they get down the field and they kick a field goal. They go into the half and all of a sudden they start feeling a little better about themselves. And then yeah. they came out right down the field and scored a touchdown. It's like, all right, we got a game. Yeah, I put it on. And it's 14-10. I'm like, huh, this is closer than it should be, but all right. One more, you get another Steelers score and all of a sudden it's 20-10. Uh, we're into the fourth quarter. 
and we got this wrapped up. And then they don't do it, Jerry. You're right. So here's what I did. Because I had in one of the football pools I'm in, mm-hmm. I had Washington mm-hmm. with the six and a half. You did. So I went on BetMGM and I went with Pittsburgh. Now, I knew with the football pool, if I won with Washington, I was winning $75, I guess it was. Yeah. So I went on BetMGM and I bet 25 Um, I'm trying to think what I did. I did a couple of different things with that to where I would have won 150 So I wound up 50-plus because I had Washington in the other pool. Hey, good for you. Not bad. Hey, it's a good, for good you. Monday night. Would have preferred the other one. but No, I don't know what this means. So after the game... Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, who lost their very first game of the season. There goes their undefeated season. Mike Tomlin said, and I quote Jerry, we're faced with a loss now. We get the opportunity to smile in the face of it. What does that mean? I can. I'm sure if Eddie can find it, I already cut up the Mike Con- Mike Tomlin four minutes. You did uh, pre- I did? Yes, he so spoke. For, well, here here is the context. Go ahead. I'm excited about facing the adversity of losing with this group, man, and smiling in the face of it and preparing. And getting ready for our next challenge. I mm. guess what it means is they've won, they've won, they've won. Now they're going to see what it feels like to lose. They're going to smile at it, laugh at it, process it, and go out and win next week. Do you I think? Do you think that they, because they have a loss, now they kind of relax a little bit? You know, it's funny you say that because a reporter asked him that, Ooh, and like he says, and all he said was, "You know what? We go into a stadium every week with the idea of winning." So he winning. didn't really answer the question. <laughs> just, just win. Just win, baby. That's the win, Raiders. baby. Yeah, but so he, you know, he was good last night. Him and Doug Peterson had very interesting uh, press conferences yesterday. Yeah. Mike Tomlin always does, and Peterson was basically just you know talking in circles. He doesn't know what's going on down there in Philadelphia. He doesn't know what to say. He doesn't know how to react. I mean, the first like five questions were the same question asked five different ways about the quarterback. But I would just be like. I want a Super Bowl, so everyone. I agree with you. Back off now. Did you see what he did last week, though? With that, on that note, he did his Zoom or his video conference, whatever it was, with the media, with the Lombardi Trophy right next to him. That's I did awesome. See that. <laughs> Smart. I'd have it right out in front of me, like if they put those Gatorade bottles. I would too, and I would also have my Super Bowl ring on, and I would be in the camera with my hand right in front of my chin the whole time, right. with that shiny ring right in your face how you like this ring right in your face how many you got before me none yeah, zero <laughs> and i beat tom brady and bill belichick i actually think so he's gonna zip it. how about this i think he's gonna get fired at the end of the year you do he's I out i do i actually I think if they continue on this track and they're three eight and one and just they look terrible let's say they finish let's say they get one more win so that would be four then if they go four eleven and one and they look like a disaster. They're, I mean, the rest of the way is only four games left. I think there's a chance they could let him go. Goner. You I th- want the Super I, Bowl? Out of here. I think there's a chance. I do. Like, if the Cowboys go 3-13, and 13, do they bring Mike McCarthy back? No. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Right? Think about that. Maybe they swap. Doug Peterson goes to Dallas. I don't want White Doug. Listen, Ligotten, I don't want him. No. Like no thank TV you. Show. No thank you. No, thank you. I'll pass. I want Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Speaking of firings, Jerry, uh, it seems like it's been a week since Greg Williams was fired, but it was just after yesterday's Boomer and Geo show. Yeah, it was right after I left. It was about 10 after 11. It I feels did the, like, I did feels like forever. Yeah. I'm like, oh, did I miss something? So I heard Maggie with the breaking news. So you did the 11 a.m. update. No firing. Then and you get in the car and you turn your radio on, fired. Yeah, they were talking to Carl Banks, and they had breaking news at like uh, 11, 12, 11, 13, something like that. 
Hi, I'm Carl Banks. <laughs> so uh, Greg Williams was fired. Uh, a fellow named Frank Bush is now the you like Bush. Board. We're going to oh, find out. Bush. We're going to find out over Greg Williams. Love Bush. How could you not? I don't know who he is, but neither. We'll take him over Greg Williams. Well, he's your guy now. He's the you man. know what I found interesting though, and I didn't hear all of it. Bobby is cutting up Adam Gase, but I certainly heard enough clips, and I read a lot of the quotes. Is where he says, "I wish I would have thought about calling the timeout." Yeah. Well, what? Right, because as been pointed out by, by many folks, you are the head coach. Just if call you, timeout if you hear the cover zero. Like not not for anything, Al. I said this to you yesterday. My son said to me, I'm sixteen. He's not the ten year old. He says to me when they line up and they look like they're blitzing, he goes, what are they doing? You're going to tell me Adam Gase didn't see that and think automatically, just call timeout? Like, what right. are we doing? And what are we doing here? Yeah. Just knock it down. I feel like he's made every wrong every wrong turn every which way he's went. Every decision he made, Jerry, has been the wrong one. It seems like it. Yeah. So I thought that I was, was all excited when he came here great. because of Bounty Gate. I thought he'd be putting bounties on people's heads. Oh, Greg awesome. Williams. Yeah, Greg Williams. Well, I don't think he could do that again. He already got suspended for that once. I was like, hmm, this guy's, this guy's in it to win it like, for his team. Who hires him now? I, I think he's a, he's a bad boy team. The Raiders. You want him on your Raider team? <laughs> I, yeah, I, just I like any guy who's. I like to when the you know back when the Raiders would take all the bad guys. That was that was when they were the Raiders. Well, I like when they had Rex Ryan's brother as defensive coordinator. Yes, I thought Rob, Rob Ryan should, like he should have been the next head coach. Yes, he'd have been perfect for the Raiders. He looks like a Raider head coach. He sure does. I agree. And uh, here's one that uh, you know I was so locked in on this Washington Steeler game because of the link to the Giants, but. Josh Allen threw four touchdowns last yeah, night, Jerry, I would have liked against to have the, watched this game. against the 49ers. Yeah, he threw for 400 yards almost, no interceptions. He only missed eight throws. They're going to win the AFC East, right? I would think so, yeah. What are they, 9-3 and three now? Something like that. <laughs> I think Definitely, Jerry. I think they're 9-3, and three. and I think, I have to look, I think they play the Steelers Sunday night. Oh, Jerry, you know I love doing schedules. Hold on. You, Let's see if you can not get this, this wrong. now? You're saying I the uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Bills? I believe plays Pittsburgh Sunday night. They are 9-3, and three, Jerry. They play the Steelers. Yeah. The Steelers might lose two in a row. Where is that game? In Buffalo? <laughs> this game is uh, uh, in Buffalo. Let hmm. me just tell you what. Though, I'm on NFL.com, the okay. real NFL website. Yeah. Uh, do you know what time it says this game kicks off? Uh, 8.30. 8.20, actually. 1.20 a.m., it says, on the uh, on the NFL.com schedule. Yeah, I don't think that's right. 1.20 a.m., so wake up early. It's going to be a big Bills-Steelers matchup, Jerry. So is that Sunday night or Monday morning? I don't know what they've got this as. They've got it as a 12.14. How weird. Yeah, you know what? You may, maybe they're working on it right now. What is that Iceland time? Yeah, they're playing in Iceland. That maybe game. it's your computer. Do you ever think of that? You. Is your computer How? set wrong? No, my computer says five sixteen a.m. right now. Now they have, they have the Cowboys and Ravens set for for eight o'clock tonight. Yeah, click on the Bills schedule, Jerry. I'm click. Well, it's not. Well, you want me to go bills. week fourteen? You want me to click on the Bills? Yeah, click on the Bills. It'll bring up the Bills page, and then you'll scroll down a little bit. You'll see their schedule. Boom, one twenty a.m. game. That's going to be awesome. We, That's fine. We get to cover it now on their on their weekly schedule. It does say it does say eight twenty. Very now I'm weekly. clicking on the bills. Yeah, now I'm clicking on the bills, mm -hmm. and we'll see what they give me mm -hmm. here. 
Let's see. Yeah. Bills and Bills Steelers. No, that's the last meeting they had. Just scroll down a little bit, Jerry. I'm looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the Bills team right. page. I don't know why that's not working for me. All right. What can I tell you? No big deal, Jerry. I've got some fine stories for when I know, we come I back, see it, though. though. I've got something about breakdancing. I've got something about Bob Dylan. By the way, you're right. How about this? Yeah. On another part of their schedule on this website, yeah. it says 12.20 p.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they play the Steelers. Not Sunday night, but 12.20 p.m. Yeah. And then it says the following week they play the Broncos at 8.30 a.m. See, on my schedule, I have them playing the, <laughs> the, the uh, Broncos at 9.30 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time. And then they play the Patriots at 1.15 a.m. 12.15. <laughs> what are we it's doing? Crazy. Some crazy stuff going on there, oh, Jerry. Oh, that's pretty funny. I have a uh, a, a quarterback apologizing. For Why didn't you hold that? Models. I'm, so I'm saying this is a tease, uh, Jerry. So that's what I've got. I've got uh, these things for you: Bob Dylan breakdancing. Yeah, that's him. the Bob Dylan story is really interesting. So we have got that. We have the nude quarterback women. and the sushi, I believe, with the nude mm-hmm. woman, something like that. That's coming on that's the other right. side as well. And then Boomer and Geo, top of the hour, six o'clock, right here on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Alan Jerry, now offering contact-free delivery. All right, 25 after 5. Before we move on, just one, uh, well, two other quickies for you, Al, from last night's game, because uh, I kind of got onto Buffalo, San Francisco. Were you on the Washington-Pittsburgh game at the time Alex Smith's legs started bleeding like crazy, and the first thought was, oh, no, not. No. Oh, you did not see this. I did not see his leg bleeding. So this was late. I was some part, I want to say late second quarter. They show, you know, Alex Smith just kind of standing there on the field. And I guess it was actually on the sideline. And the trainer starts taping up his leg and it's bleeding like crazy. And then thankfully, I don't. I think, I don't know, it was Daryl or Kevin. One of them was like, just so you're aware, that is not the surgically repaired leg. It's the other one. Because for a moment you're thinking, oh my God, like that looked terrible. And then they found a replay what happened, and it looked like his shin got scraped by a spike. Oh, I'd have been like, I see a bone. I think I see a bone. Oh, God. I mean, honestly, for a moment, like, your heart sank. Like, oh, my God. It looked awful, but it was his other leg. He was okay, and he also didn't seem concerned. And then the other one was, and this was interesting, because I mentioned the last drive going into the half where they kicked the field goal. Did 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 you turn away before the field goal? Because Alex Smith gets up and runs off the field with the ball. And it allowed, or I shouldn't say allowed, it had the official stop the clock because there's no way they would have kicked the field goal in time because the time was running down. It was I seven disagree. seconds. I, I, they, I don't know about that. Oh. If you watch the replay, they their field goal unit was running on the field. But Yeah, but they I, were running on the field. Yeah, I think, You didn't tell me they were all going to get set and yeah, kick that thing? Yeah, because when they were running on the field, there was still like 10 seconds left. There was not much time. I think they would have done it. Either way, he runs off the field with the ball. And so they put more time back on the clock, allow them to get set because they had to get the kicking ball out. And so I thought that was interesting too. He was giving himself a game ball early. 
at that point, he had Keeping no reason it. to give himself a game ball. He oh, played very well up to that point. Got it. Second half, things changed. Jerry is playing a little Bob Dylan coming out of the break there. Like a Rolling Stone live version with the band. Is that what that was? That's right. Couldn't tell. You didn't know that was uh, like a Rolling Stone? Let me play it from the part where I, let's see. Wasn't really paying attention. Hold on, Jerry. That doesn't sound right. Right, Well, right now he's tuning up. Here we go. Now he's ready to go, Jerry. Hold on. He's like, let me tune this up. I'm sitting here for another 32 oh, minutes. Oh, 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 here he comes. Come on. You don't know. You don't recognize that? Come on, Come on, I got to be honest. No, it doesn't sound like it's it. It's a great rocking version of it. It's it's from the album Before the Flood, live Bob Dylan with the band. Yeah, no, that does not sound like the song we've come to love. What about this part, Jerry? Yeah. Uh, this yeah. Dylan, oh, God, Dylan live is so terrible. Didn't you? God, is that awful. Well, I it's love worth Bob Dylan. Him live is just horrendous. It's worth three hundred million dollars. Well, the whole library of music is. Yeah, he sold his entire library, that? which means think, he has what do you no think he contr- does? No, he rolls around nude in his cash. Right, I was going to say three hundred million. Think he's how old? Seventy-five? Would you say? Probably. Do you think he one day wakes up and says, "You know what? At this point, why the hell not?" Oh, man, if I was one of Bob Dylan's kids, I'd be like, holy mackerel, dad just sold his catalog for 300 mil. Or they're sitting we're, there saying, why'd you sell it? I could have got a billion dollars for it when you have to, you know, you pass. We're getting it in the will. It's amazing. That is Jacob some- Dylan's like, I don't even need one headlight anymore because I've got <laughs> Pops 300 mil coming. Whatever happened rolling to in. him? The wallflowers like disappeared. Yeah, they still, um, you know what? Uh, and I know this only because I recently was Googling them and checking them out on Spotify and things is they've, they've contributed covers to various movie soundtracks. So I see them doing other people's songs well, And that's fine. Quite a bit. But if I, you tell me they're still, like I could see you going to see the Wallflowers in Asbury Park one summer. I did, a one, couple summers ago. All right, once you get past One Headlight and Three Marlenas, what's left? They got they got a bunch of songs. They got One Headlight, I you said mentioned, that. Three Marlenas, um, Sixth Avenue Heartache. Oh, that's a good one. What else? Three Marlenas. Oh, we said that one. We said one headlight. One headlight. <laughs> that actually, that one, that first album they have had a bunch of uh, good songs on it. They yeah, weren't radio done, hits. They've done nothing since. All right, hold on. Let me tell. Let me let me see this, Jerry. Because I had that album too. What was that album called? That I don't remember. Bring bringing down the horse. Bringing down the horse. Yes. All right, hold on, Jerry. Jerry, you all right there? You're breathing yeah, heavy. Yeah, I'm doing a bad job of. Uh, Talking while uh, searching because they did have more uh, songs. All right, let me get right to this, Jerry. I'm sure people are yelling at us right Jerry. now on Twitter. Do you know that they played this song? No, here it's here's a, it was a one headlight, Sixth Avenue heartache. Uh, the difference. I don't know that one. God, don't make lonely girls. Don't know that one. Then the, their I mean, second you can read album, them all, but I'm looking for the popular ones. <laughs> well, they were good. I did see them. They were excellent. But you they knew the up music. With, yeah, I knew the music. Because I knew I had I knew that uh, that was back when we would listen to full albums, and that Wallflowers album came out in 1996, I know. and we I listened to it backwards and forwards. And I had it too, but I don't feel like I listened to that disc backwards and forwards. I feel like I, I took the songs I liked, and that was that. All right. I don't know that you know, like Third Eye Blind, they had that one album where I listened to it backwards and forwards. Right, same era. Yes, no question. I don't know the Wallflowers. I liked a few songs, but that was it. 
so you can expect to hear Bob Dylan songs in commercials now to death because yeah. they didn't pay three hundred million dollars to let those songs sit on a shelf. They're going to start pumping them out in every single commercial you've, no you've ever heard of. Uh, the Olympics, Jerry, in 2024 will be held in Paris, France. You know what's crazy is that's not that far off. Not that far off. We're in 2020 right now. So if you want to be in the Olympics, you've got four years to get ready. Well, I'm 46. I'm good. I'll be 50. You'll be 50 when this happens. I'll be 50. Oh, over 55 community for you. Yes. Oh, my dream, Jerry. But the Olympics in 2024 in Paris is going to include break dancing. As an Olympic sport, they're calling it simply breaking. All right. I mean, it's dance competition. That's fine. But if you and I get ready for it, Jerry, in four years, we could do it. I don't want to do it. Is cheerleading a competition in the Olympics? I don't think so. See, now that's interesting. If you're going to have breakdancing, why would you not have competitive cheer? I did watch that uh, documentary series on Netflix called Cheer about competitive cheering. You did? I did because it was a drama-filled. <laughs> you watch. I did watch it because I saw I, I saw a lot of people talking about it on social media. I was like, let me check it out, and I got hooked right in. I'm sure you did. To cheerleading. I'll tell you one thing. My niece, who's now 30, but she was into cheerleading as a kid. I'll never forget. I only went to a handful of them, but it is so frustrating going to cheerleading competitions because they don't tell you when your team is on. So if you're there for your niece or your daughter, whoever, there could be 60 teams competing, you know, that day. And I remember this one in particular was at Brookdale Community College in Lincroft. And we showed up, I remember, at 10 a.m. They didn't go on until 3.30. And they're all being like, be aggressive. No, this was more more dance cheer. And it was this. I've told you the story before. This was where they had an intermission. I remember like two o'clock they had an intermission and I wanted to like jab my eye with needles. Not because it wasn't entertaining. Yeah, no, no. And it was fine. But I, you know what? I don't want to watch. Honestly, I don't want to watch a a baseball game for six hours, let alone cheerleading for six hours or football for six. Like not for nothing. Sunday was great because I didn't have a cowboy game. But at the end of the day, I'm sitting there watching the four o'clock game. Like you feel like a piece of garbage. You just sat there from really noon, for the most part, 12.30, all the way until 8 o'clock doing nothing but watching the same thing over and over again. And while it's awesome, that first game, I find when you get into that second game, you start to think like you get antsy, like you want to go do something. And so sitting there in the gym, arena, whatever it was, watching, you know, cheer after cheer, it's like, all right, when is my niece coming on? I want to go home. Like it was five hours of it. This it is why enough. I didn't. This is why I didn't have children because I didn't want to have to go to she all wasn't these my child. She was little my niece. things. But you don't go see your. You never go see your nieces and nephews do I anything. I do go see them. I do. Oh, okay. My one niece is a is a champion runner up in the, at the college she goes to. She's broken school records, so I go see her run. But hold on, all you do is hang out at the finish line. You're not run. running with her. No, no. I wa- I watch at the start and the finish. So what line. What do you do yes. in between? Eat crumb buns like you did yeah. when we did the whole triathlon. Yep. Eat some crumb buns. <laughs> <You> jerk. <laughs> Just got to eat some crumb buns. Oh, Uncle Al's here. Yeah. He's so going to be here at the beginning and the end. So you're out for breakdancing as I my uh, partner. Break- I Olympic breakdancing. I think they should have competitive cheer before they have breakdancing. I've got a gold medal in break in breakdancing. You know what? I wish you were Olympics. here. I'd love to see it. I wish I could get Curtis Blow and his team too. Who's that? Well, I, I feel like they were into breakdancing. Curtis Blow? Yeah, he he had uh, he? a rapper from the 80s. From what band? Well, he was Curtis Blow. That was his band. What song? Um, what song you say, Jerry? I don't I don't know Curtis I Blow. I think he did basketball. 
they're playing basketball. Oh, okay. I think that was it. I know that song. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I could be completely wrong. Must be because Eddie's playing it. So. Yeah. Well, he doesn't know. He's taking his cue from me. No, no, I know, but he Googled it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, I know this song. So this is Carter's Blow. Yeah. You could break dance to this. Again, yeah, if you yeah. were here, I'd love to see you break dance. I could break dance. I could do the worm. I'm sure you could. Some dude broke into um, Tom Brady's house in uh, his Boston area mansion, which he doesn't uh, live in anymore. And we will find out exactly what happened with oh. the breaking of the mansion because there's more to this story when we come back on the other side. 25 in front of 6, the warm-up show. Until then, Boomer and Geo, top of the hour on the fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Alan Jerry, now offering curbside delivery. All right, coming up at a quarter to six. Real quick before we do the Tom Brady story. So I was on and I heard the commercial for it into the breakout for BetQL, which is actually really cool. If you get into the betting and stuff, you do your five-team, $5, five. Yeah, it's not been whatever. going well for me. It's not been going. You might want to go to BetQL because you get some good advice. But the really cool thing about that, I what I saw was, Aside from all the information they give you on the games and the odds and the spreads and all that stuff, they have like a poll question, and it caught my eye. The poll question this morning was, who's the worst head coach, Anthony Lynn or Adam Case? <laughs> Which I just found funny that that was the poll question for the day. But so I feel like it. Anthony Lynn's getting a bad rap. I agree. Well, like, like we, the Chargers mm, don't feel like a terrible team the way the Jets feel like a terrible team. The problem with the Chargers, they have found they've invented ways to lose games this year and games they should have won. I mean, honestly, they should have won. I mean, I can just think of like the Denver game right off the top of my head. Oh, they were a bunch early in the season. Yeah, and, like and they, then, they kept losing games. They couldn't finish a game. They said even the end of last season, this started. Right. And then. Then took over at the start of this season, uh, but then last week they lost forty five nothing. So they that was a n- nice easy way to lose. Just that go, was, go get blown out. Yes, I agree. But you know, I he might get fired too. I agree with you though. It seems like they're prepared to play every week. They just don't know how to finish a damn game. Yeah, like when I see the Chargers on TV, I don't go ugh. No, neither do I. I actually find um, them entertaining. Me too. I like this Justin Herbert. Agreed. He's terrific. He seems to be. So what about Tom Brady? Some dude broke into Tom Brady's uh, Boston area mansion where I guess Tom Brady has not lived in uh, quite a while since uh, going down to Tampa Bay to play with the Buccaneers. I thought he sold that house last year. Uh, No, I guess he did not sell that house last year, but a fellow moved in. A man just uh, broke in and was been sleeping on Tom Brady's couch. Did it say how long he'd been doing that for? Did not say how long, but this guy has a history of Tom Brady stuff. Oh, that's freaky. He had uh, stolen Tom Brady's jersey from a from the New England Hall of Fame or something like that. So uh, he he has a stolen Tom Brady jersey. He's sleeping on Tom Brady's couch. He's a stalker. He's a stalker. Now, I would find it very tough to live in a home where somebody broke in and was sleeping. Yeah. Got to get rid of that couch, right? I would think that couch is gone, yes. That couch is out of here. And I think that, and I could be wrong, but I feel like if he, I clearly didn't sell it, 
that that house was up for sale at some point. Now you yeah. look this up. Oh. It is weird. Like I, I hear this a lot. Well, you know, if I, I watch, look on TMZ or something, a lot of people break into celebrities' homes. Yes. and you would think celebrities have the top of the line. You know, um, what do you call security? those alarms? Cameras? Security alarms, cameras. So their house was up for sale, mm-hmm. and they took it off the market. Couldn't find a buyer at like a billion dollars. Uh, Thirty-three million. <laughs> Who's buying? Yes, I'd like to. The- I should. I would love to call up. Yes, I'd like to see the home. <laughs> can you? Can you do a three hundred year mortgage? <laughs> Even <laughs> yes, I would like my sisters. Kids, kids, kids to still be paying this off. <laughs> By the way, even that, so the original asking price was thirty nine five. Oh, they dropped it. They dropped it to thirty three nine. So even if you did a three hundred year mortgage, yeah. <laughs> if you gave them three hundred thousand dollars a year, does that sound no, that doesn't that met doesn't add right. I guess it'd be a hundred thousand dollars a year for three hundred years, that would be thirty million. Does that sound right? Well, let's see. I'm going to do some math this on here, Jerry. Stupid. I've put 33 million into a calculator. Okay. I'm going to divide that by 30 years because that's a 30 year mortgage. Well, that's 30 years. I want to do a 300 year mortgage. No, I'm saying I'm, I want to make it realistic here. Okay. So, 30 year mortgage, you'd have to pay a, a one point one, then divide that by 12 months. Your monthly payment, Jerry, Enough. if there was if there was no interest, no on interest, you, <laughs> no interest on your mortgage would be ninety one thousand dollars a month. All right. So now with interest, Very it's going to be two hundred ninety one thousand dollars a month. <laughs> Oh, my God. And you didn't even do property taxes. No, I did not do property taxes or or electricity, Jerry. Or electricity. How big do you think the home is, square footage? Oh, it's huge. huge. No, no, I'm asking. I have the answer. I don't know. I'm asking you I'm for what say, you think. I'm going to say 20,000 square feet. 12,112 square feet. Tiny. It's not 20. You're, you live in an 800-square-foot apartment. <laughs> How could you call that tiny? Yeah, sometimes the dog looks at me like, where's the rest of this place? <laughs> You open the door. Oh, it's a closet. I thought that was another room. <laughs> She's like, so just lay here where I've been laying always because there's nowhere else to go. This place had five acres, a yoga studio, a full gym, a wine room. Oh, and a guest house. Yeah. That's pretty good. You know, even to go look at like a, a house that's a million dollars or $2 million, they they want to know that you have the money to buy. I don't blame them. Why should you, why should you waste their time? Right. Now, an open house is an open house. But to schedule yes. an appointment to go have a showing, I think you should have to show some sort of financial documentation. There was a time when Gina and I would entertain ourselves by going to open houses that were like a million dollar homes or or larger. And I used to love walking in there and the real estate agent would say, um, would this be a second home for you too? Or <laughs> My third actually. Your primary home. <laughs> <laughs> well, you but you were in the, you know, we short town. Sh- yeah, short towns, yeah. You know, for a lot of people that is their second home. Right. But not for not you. Not for me, Jerry. I'm no, here. Nor for me. That's right. Exactly. All right. What's my favorite story of the day, though, Jerry, is a, uh, a quarterback at the University of Las Vegas. His name is Max Gilliam. Now, is this UNLV? UNLV. He uh, was on the TV show, for whatever reason, Below Deck. Which That's is Giannotti's a, friend, right? A favorite of Giannotti's show. Yeah. It's, a, I guess, like about people who live on boats or something. We met him. We met who? The guy from Below Deck. A we below went out. Deck we guy? did the show at the bar out in Long Island last year. Oh didn't right, we? we did meet a Below Deck guy. Yeah. Well, anyway, this fella, the quarterback at UNLV, he was on the program, and he ate sushi off of a nude model. That's and, wrong. And had to apologize as if he did the worst thing imaginable. 
Yeah, this I saw this apology. It was like he assaulted someone. So, hmm. They think it looks that that their athletes at UNLV should behave properly at all times. And while it wasn't his idea, the producers suggested he eat sushi. But he's on a reality TV show. I know. You're making to first of all, if that's the case, don't allow him to do the TV show. Correct. And then if you are on the show, you got to do something to make the show something. All right. I mean, I, you know what? I, everything offends everybody, so whatever. I, Nude I sushi that. models. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, listen, don't they don't they do sushi in strip clubs? They do. Maybe he from should go there from now on. <laughs> you did answer that very quickly. <laughs> oh, definitely, Jerry. <laughs> Is that the Rama that you've done that at? Gogo Rama does not serve sushi. <laughs> How do you know? Trust Again, me. you answered that very quickly. I went to the Gogo Rama years ago, and there was not a it was not a place but where it's you different. would be eating sushi. No, but times have changed, my <laughs> friend. Now, if you're going to go to these places, they offer you good food and drink. No, don't but they? yeah, very high end places. The Gogo Rama is not high end. When was the last time you were there? How do you know it hasn't changed? I drive by it. It hasn't changed. <laughs> I don't. Okay. It's part of the charm of the. Go-go-rama. I don't know what's inside there. Maybe it is it's different. I'll tell you what's inside there. Paneling. That's how old it is. <laughs> well, maybe they upgraded. I know fantasies, they had a complete <laughs> renovation. Yeah. Yeah, the Gogorama still has paneling on the walls. Last so time you I was think there, Jerry. Last time you were there. Exactly. Were you it was ever probably in fantasies? I, fantasies? No, I don't think so. Never been there. Okay. When I first moved back to New Jersey in 2001, I went to a couple strip clubs. And? Find, just trying to find myself, Jerry. Now, did you no, go to the I one? I remember there was paneling in the Gogorama. Did you go to the one around the circle in, is it Neptune? The one where you go past the, uh, the Eaton Town Mall, you head all the way down, and then you got the circle. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Did you no, ever go there? I, no, that was the one I was telling you about where I drove by, and they have a sign that says they're open. And I was like, open for what? It's co- coronavirus. Well, they're all open. I just don't know what you do in them. Because you, you would dances. think- yeah, I, from I women guess. in masks. But they've got to be in masks, don't they? Yeah. And like, you can't sit at a bar, so how are you going to sit there? I don't know. I don't know that's what the my, rules That's are. what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what's going on in there. Maybe the dancers have to stay six feet away from you. Maybe you should go visit one this week. And again, you can expense that as show research. All right. And you can just tell your girlfriend, listen, I do it for the show. Maybe I'll get Tom Izzo to bring his camera along and we could do a video for the internet, for the website. I did go, yeah, that would go well. He walks in with a camera, he'll get punched in the face. I did go, there was one one bachelor party I went to years and years ago with a friend of mine whose wife said, listen, I, I'm not stupid. I know you're going to go to a strip club. Just nothing stupid, please. No, no problem. And I'm usually the type that follows the rules. If that's what she wants, nothing stupid. Well, my other friends didn't think so, and they wound up tricking him, and they got him on stage in a shower where they ripped his shirt off. I'm going to rip so the shirt had, off. We had to drop him off. <laughs> <laughs> in a tattered shirt? No, they gave him a shirt. So he walked <laughs> in with the strip club t-shirt. Yeah. And his shirt, his dress shirt, in pieces. Yeah, that's that a didn't very go so bad good. look. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. Hmm. We got to take a quick break. On the other side, we'll wrap things up, and we will get you to Boomer and Geo right here on The Fan. But first, we have a Radio.com Sports Summit with Amy Lawrence talking about the NFC lease. Not so much anymore. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, last night Washington won, Buffalo won. What else do you got, Al? We got about a minute. I can't believe like the Steelers 
the one loss is to a team in the NFC East. We're, yeah. we're counting on them to help I the Giants. Count, I was counting on, on the Steelers. What? The Giants count on the Giants. They've got Colt McCoy at quarterback, too. Go win. Daniel Jones will be back. Go win your game. Although I did see this was good news about uh, the Giants' upcoming game against the Cardinals. I see that Kyler Murray says of the Cardinals' offense. Well, he didn't say they stink because that would have been really (laughs) wild. But he did say that they've hit a wall They're disappointing, the Cardinals. They are? I jumped on the Cardinals bandwagon a few weeks ago, and they've been terrible ever since. There's more NFL football tonight at 745 as the Baltimore Ravens host the Dallas Cowboys.